Hi, I'm Rachel Gray. And I'm Debbie Ratcliffe. And welcome to our podcast. Speak. Yes. <laughs> a podcast from Being Studio. Being Studio is a community of artists with developmental disabilities. In this podcast, we'll bring you the stories and voices behind the artwork at Being. And this is my story. Welcome to my world. I am a dragon as well as a human. The dragons call me mother. <laughs> well, actually, they call me the, the dragon mother. I am an artist. I was born in 1966. My father was in the Navy, so we traveled around a lot all over the world. I lived in Ottawa when I was a little girl. I was walking out in the yard one day and I found this tree that was shaped like a dragon tree. And when I got closer to it, I fell in a hole and I kept on somersaulting all the way down. And when I finally stopped falling, I landed in this wondrous world. In this wondrous world, there was a dragon that asked me who I was, and I told them my name was Lily. They had a big banquet for me. There were orange dragons, blue ones, pink, purple, yellow, gray, black, turquoise, all the colors of the rainbow. And they had this huge feast for me berries I've never tasted before, thistles that I've never eaten before. My sister started looking for me. She couldn't find me. Days turned into nights, nights turned into weeks, weeks turned into years. One day I said I didn't have any clothes. I was allowed to go back and get my stuff it's like, where is everybody? Everything is gone. The house had nothing in it anymore. It's like an old house now. It's old, old, old. When I said, uh, yelled in there, hello, everything started to crumble. That's when I became the mother of all dragons because they wanted me to save their world. Is their world under threat? Yeah, because of no color. There was no color, no vibrant colors at all. It was just brown and gray. There wasn't any color until I got there. There was no color at all. And then once I arrived, everything just exploded in color. There were color colors I can't even mention because I don't know the names of it. They use colors to communicate. I use words, we use words to communicate, but in my dream realm, I use colors to communicate with dragons. Are there things that can be expressed through color that cannot be expressed with words? Yeah, rage. I would say rage. 
rage, love, sadness. Can you tell us a story about a time where either you or one of your dragons experienced profound rage? When I was about 14 or 15 years old, the doctor told my dad I had to go in for heart surgery. So when he told me the first time I threw a fit, I hated everybody at first. I accidentally slammed the door on my dog's face because I was so upset about it. I finally got my temper under control and told my dad I was sorry for yelling at him. I let my dog out of my closet. He stayed with me right up until I had to go in the hospital. Tell us about the experience of waking up after your surgeries and kind of coming back into life. It hurt a lot. It really, really hurt. You had to have your chest broken open before they could get to the heart. They had to open me up in the front and I had stitches from one end of me down to my belly. The year after the first operation, which was my front one, they had to do another one on the side of my back. So they had to break my ribs to get to my uh, other part of the heart. What's your relationship like with your heart now? My heart's great. It has like a galloping sound and then a thump. So it's like a gallop, gallop, thump. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my heart operations. Is pain something that dragons experience? No, no, they don't know. No, I'm wrong. Yes, they do. They do feel it when either a father or mother or a child passes away like they feel it and when their human dies they shriek and then they fly away somewhere it sounds like like somebody scraping something down a chalkboard combine that with when somebody slams on their brakes do you think dragons watch the human world I think so. They find kids that are either lowly or, or sad, and then they try to communicate with them. And why do you think dragons do that? Maybe they're lonely too. Maybe they want somebody to love them too. How would you describe the sensation of loneliness or what it means to be lonely? For me, it's it's being lost and wishing that something or someone would, would find me and say, hey, it's okay, I'm with you. Do you think the dragon world is better than this world? Yeah, I would say so. No violence in the dragon world. There's always peace going on in the dragon world. And everyone loves each other in the dragon world. 
Why did you come back to this world? I miss my family. I miss my friends. But they understand in that in the dragon world that I do have to come back. It's sort of like like a rip in time. You only got a little space in between that time and this time to get back and forth between it. It may be three years in the dragon world, but it's only one day in the real world. One day I was in the fantasy world and one of my dragons wanted to take me for a ride. So I climbed on its back and it decided that the earth looked better from afar. So it decided to take me to the moon. When we started going up, I had to hang on really tight to the scales so I wouldn't fall off. Once we got past the earth, it looked really beautiful from the moon. The moon was very warm. It smelled like flowers, like orange blossoms, roses, all sorts of flowers. So we played on the moon for a while, and then we decided to head back to Earth. I'm just wondering how knowing dragons has changed you over time. It's made me a better person. Like, I'm not as lonely as I used to be, because when, when I lost my mom, she was my world. She was everything that I ever wanted. Like she's a protect, she was a protector. She nurtured us. She took care of us. And then I lost her and lost, I lost a lot. So yeah, it was hard until I found dragons. My mom was very talented. She made mine and my sister's clothes. She baked a lot, a lot of bread in the house, lots of different smells like cookies and, and bread and French bread and all sorts of things. I miss her laugh. She had a really bad temper. But then to offset the temper, she had a very kind heart, very kind heart. And she loved animals too, just like I did. Do you think you're like your mom? Yeah, <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, I don't know if I have her laugh, but in other ways, I'm, I'm like her. I love dogs. I love animals. Do you think of yourself as strong? Not always, not always, but most of the time. I think I'm strong because I survived two open heart surgeries. I think I'm strong that way and I can handle pain really well. I can be very stubborn, but I love to laugh though. I really love to laugh. I try to find something that always makes me laugh. Be it my dog being silly at times, or my sister saying something, or my 
or my brother-in-law saying something or my my nephews or nieces saying something funny. Do you think laughter is a kind of strength? Yeah, it is. It's the best medicine you can have. If you're not laughing, you're not happy. Do you think of dragons as strong? Very strong. What gives them their strength? I'm not sure. I would say maybe love of each other. Because when I think of you and your strength, one thing I think of is the amount of care you have for other people. Uh, to me, that really seems like a strength that you have. Yeah, I care about a lot of people. <laughs> I care about my family, my friends, my co-workers, and even people I don't really know. That's really a strength because it's easy for people's hearts to get exhausted or for people to react to pain by closing off their hearts in some ways. But I, I don't yeah. think you've done that. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder why I keep showing everybody my true self. Some people don't like what they see, though. But I think one thing that does for the people around you is make it easier for them to show themselves as well. Yeah, maybe I could help out, show them a better way to show themselves. I really think that's true. I think that when you have the strength to bring yourself out into the world, other people see that and it makes it easier for them to do that for themselves as well. I think so too. Some people just need a little nudge, but other people need to see it for themselves. What do you think is at the core of your relationship with dragons? I really don't know. <laughs> they chose me for a certain reason, but I don't know what that reason really is right now. Like, they haven't told me much. Only they needed somebody in their world to help them repopulate and help them with, with their kids and stuff like that. It really seems like a gift that you've received from the dragons. Yeah, they're special to me too. It's not every day you wake up and you got like a mountain full of food waiting for you at your door. <laughs> yeah, and it's not every person who has another world to escape into or to feel free inside. Yeah, the first time I went, I wound up with all sorts of bruises and stuff. They healed me, actually. It's a give and take sort of place. What is a give and take sort of place? My dragon world. I gave it life when I first stepped into their world all the flowers began to bloom colors and colors started showing up everywhere so they asked me to stay there with them it gave me a place to to really settle down really to focus on me and my dragons and how would you describe your life now full of adventure.
it's sort of like if nothing's wrong with the dragons, then there's something wrong with with something else, like a flower or a bug or or animals. So that keeps you busy? Yeah, it keeps me really busy. Sometimes I get to see a dragon being born. What does it feel like to see a new life like that? It's special because I get to name all the dragons. I feel really good about this interview. That's great. Do you want to come to my world? Yeah, of course I do. I'll bring you some of my books when I see you again. That way you can join me. Speak is hosted by Debbie the Dragon Ratcliffe. Co-hosted and produced by Rachel Gray. Music done by Jesse Stewart. Our audio technician is Aaron Flynn. And the podcast is presented in collaboration with CHUO 89.1 FM in partnership with Bronson Rise, a collective impact initiative of the Bronson Center. Thank you for listening. If you like our podcast, please tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, anybody that you know. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.